Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello? Is there anybody out there? Hello. 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 Oh, I got two. Hey, I got two in a room. Trick, 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 trick. Clinton Clay. I think he sounds like a chucker bird back there. I was just <laughs> talking to my mom on the way over here. Told her we were doing a podcast. How long have you been doing a podcast? I don't know. Most of this year. Does Eight anybody months. listen to it? I <laughs> <laughs> will. Don't call don't the know, best color men in the game for right. nothing. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. That's right. Pouring Jack Daniels in your styrofoam cup. Yep. Yep. That's nice you speak to your mom on a daily basis like that. I just assumed it's daily. Maybe it's not daily. She wanted me to come over and do some work after work. Oh, you told her you were podcasting? I'm podcasting. See? It's worth it. We yep. got you out of some manual labor. I saw you out there on the Instagram mowing the fields on that riding lawnmower. Bad boy mower. How... Do you get hay fever when that all that stuff's blown I, around like that? I was, yeah, he, I do when really I asked him if he it. wanted to do it, my eyes I'm still were a little, little itchy, but not bad. I'm a little sore a little bit still. So I asked him if he did it, and he did it. It was no, uh, no wheezing, no nothing. The old, uh, the old property looked good too, by the way. Nice green grass. After I killed it for the wedding, came right back. Yeah, yeah I saw one spot was a little, still a little. Yeah, because my, my mom didn't change the water. Oh. Anyway. What, are you, what are you blaming on your mom for, Biden? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking politics. Oh, I'm knocking on wood. I, uh, oh, yeah. Nobody's died yet. That was four or five no, days no. ago. <sighs> Holy Come cow. On. We're not going to turn this into a political podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nip it in the bud right now. <laughs> we are going to turn it into a podcast about meat. Not about meat. Brought to you by meat. What is meat? Meat is professional grade processing and equipment and storage equipment excuse me i so, noticed so grinders thing. mixers dehydrators bags grind i mean everything you need to do to break down an animal and preserve not just animal i mean it could be going to costco right and and buying in bulk and using their dehydrate or vacuum sealers to that's what i was gonna say down. before you educated me further oh sorry their bag system's good like I, I had like a cheapo. I should correct myself. I have a cheapo one, and then you bagged up that turkey uh, for me a, a while back, and that's bet they're better bags. Better, the seal was legit. Like a lot of times, mine will if you put it in the freezer, you know, it'll kind of loosen up on you and it, like doesn't get a, get a tight a bit seal of ice in there. Yeah, yeah, they're they got a legit vacuum seal um, system. So they have two. They have just the one that everyone's, you know, seen in their life. You, this, like, kind of the sandwich deal where you yeah. just, just slam it down like that. But this vacuum, this pure vacuum, it's a big box. And uh, you you can use it for marinating and stuff. It can be basically wet. You know, a lot of them smaller ones, if that seal area gets wet, it doesn't seal very good. It has to be dry. Right. So that's why, you know, a lot of people fail when they have something leaky like that on those smaller ones where if you don't keep that seal area dry it it doesn't seal basically um but it, this, it does you know the light goes yeah, off but it, it really isn't fully really sealed, sealed. Sure. but this big they have this vacuum big old vacuum deal is awesome i mean it goes you put the whole bag in there across this seal line and it's it's a vacuum chamber basically it really? sits there for a second and you're not thinking it's it doesn't it doesn't look like it's working, right? You're sitting there looking, and you can see it going there, 
and you don't touch it. You just set this whole thing in there, close the lid and starts up and, and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden it goes and I mean, instantly sucks huh. everything out of it and seals it. It doesn't matter if it's wet, dry, you know, whatever it is. And it's, it's bad to the bottom. That was a nice sound effect. Ooh, you like that? Yeah, I believe it. I've been working on it. But anyway, what I use it a lot for, I what I lately twofold that vacuum chamber system, but also their dehydrator. Because with my garden, I got so much stuff right, and I hate to grow it and then let it go bad. So I dehydrate. I've been dehydrating a lot of peppers um, right now. A ton of pepper. I have 172 pepper plants. So I have a lot of peppers. What do you, then what? Then you grind them up for like dry, like pepper yeah, flake ex- stuff. Exactly. So is it hotter after you do that, or the same? Uh, no, it depends on the pepper. Right. It doesn't change the flavor no. of it or anything to do that. No. Do you ever dehydrate like fruit for like a fruit snack mm-hmm. or anything like that? Do you grow a lot of fruit? I saw you got blackberries Black on here. Blackberries, blueberries, I got strawberries, blackberries too. apples, and peaches. Oh wow! So freeze or uh, not freeze dried? Uh, dehydrated, dehydrated peaches would be really stuff, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get so it. I do all that. I'll take a bag of those. Okay. But what I've been really doing a lot of are my pickles. I think I've done now 27 gallons of pickles so far this year. 27 gallons Jesus. of pickles. And then you're giving Except, that shit away? Or, yeah. Sorry. No, you're, it's uh, Yeah. And I guess you can store pickles for quite a while. So different styles, right? You can do what's called refrigerator pickles. Right. Which is the brine system is all the same. Um but when you don't, what's called water bath or, or can it, that you can go in the pantry, right? So difference. Canning, you can put in there and you do it, if you do it correctly, it will last for 18 months, two years, five years canning, right? As long as that seal's good. But uh, pickle refrigerator or refrigerator pickles, well, um, they'll still last 18 months, but Jeez. literally they're so good, they're gone in a month. Do you ever was, throw some peppers in the pickle uh, mixture? I make a whole bunch Peppered of different... pickle? So I have this basic... Peppers? I have this basic recipe that I do that I learned from uh, a friend in California, Jen Shermer, and and she taught me how, basically how to do them a couple years ago. But that since then, I've kind of added this and taken this away. And, and that's a good thing about a brine. You can add what you want and don't want as far as sweetness, you can add six cups of sugar or two cups of sugar and more hotness and more peppers and more whatever you want. So um, I've been changing mine up. And, yeah, I make. And then what is it? Vinegar's the base? Yep. App, you can do apple cider vinegar. And, and that's the thing. You can do white vinegar, the whole thing. You can do half and half. You can do whatever you want. Are you canning some stuff or canning like jarring stuff. or whatever? Yeah. My, the last thing I did was called a cowboy candy. It's basically pickled jalapenos, mm. but in a very sugary uh, brine. It's like so six, sweet. it's like six or eight cups of sugar Jesus. in the brine, and then once you wa- can, uh, water bath can it, it it you just look at it. And it's just this real thick sugary brine that sits in there, and I the uh, it's been about two weeks. I probably popped a seal on one of them. When, when Jared was here the other day, oh my God, so so hot and so good. You know what that reminds me of? When we when we were down coyote hunting in Mexico, and, and Raul Raul had uh, those jalapenos and carrots. Remember, they were on the table every day for 
dinner and then we thought he like homemade them so you guys asked him for a couple jars or whatever and he, you can and he buy said them save mark yeah he, he drove like 45 <laughs> minutes away to the walmart and bought three big cans of those jalapeno carrot yeah. things they just tasted better in mexico though. no i would i would have sworn good. they were homemade the, the way that but I, maybe part of it was they sitting out on the table and I don't know, man, but yeah, that was. That, I always think about that story. That yeah, sorry, we yeah. thought we were getting some homemade stuff from his hometown. He just went right over to Walmart and picked up a couple cans. In Hermosillo. That's like our our cousin years ago when we were kids did Thanksgiving dinner for the first time. It was a big deal, and <laughs> this is know, a mess story. Pretty much a, a pretty good meal for a young woman to cook, and you're sitting there having the mashed potatoes and gravy, and you're like, "That's very it's familiar pretty good gravy." But it's like I've tasted this before, you know, and. I don't remember who, but one of us went in the went in the kitchen and in the garbage is a Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> gravy <laughs> gravy bowls. Like, pretty tough to beat that. that. She, she could do the whole meal, but she, you know, that's a little bit gravy of art being able to make a good gravy, and she didn't know how to do it, so she just went and bought a bunch. But the rest of it was pretty authentic. Yeah, old Becky. and they got good gravy. Over how about going back to the to the neat vacuum sealer, the the container? Mm-hmm. So theoretically, instead of canning, let's just say your pickles. Yeah. Those refrigerator pickles, couldn't you do that? You're saying with with them being liquid, could you seal off a, a container, so let's say, I don't know, 16 ounces of your pickles and throw them in there, and would they vacuum seal? They would seal. Yeah. But I, but then after that, you're... you're uh you're, you're still only good. They have to be... It's a refrigerator It'd be, pickle. It'd still be the refrigerator pickle, yeah. Yes. But, but I'm just saying, like... Instead of using a jar or something, yeah, I just was thinking like a shipping it to somebody. If you got it, you know, the, instead oh. of shipping a, a glass jar and it breaking in the box, yeah, you could you ship could, that you stuff could, that you way for yeah. sure. Seal yeah. it, but then you'd have to ship it cold, put it in a cooler sure, you'd or have whatever, to dry ice or whatever. Yeah, sure. But it, but it, that's that would be a safer way of shipping that stuff instead of putting it in an actual bunch of cans yeah. and stuff. So, anyways, people just come over. I haven't shipped any. People. They come from, they come from all but literally my, far my gar- stretches for Clay's pickles. <laughs> my garage refrigerator. You go in there. Full. <laughs> no, nothing else. still growing out of your garden? Oh, it's right. Shoot, it's it's nonstop. August 31st. Shoot, it's going crazy it's, now. Uh, it's not. The tomatoes are just coming in. Really? So I have 70 tomato plants that are just coming in. My mom just gave me a bunch of tomatoes, I guess. Yeah. yeah all, they're they're all there. just coming. But, uh, oh, and I guess you got a bunch of melons and stuff that are... Melons, Probably not there yet. Yeah. Pumpkins, go crazy. C- corn. I mean, everything's still coming in. But what are you so anyway, do with that's. It all? I mean, back to it. Yeah, I've been using their. They're not just for grinding, grinding and, and yeah. processing an animal. Although the 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 meat mixer and the grinder. I mean, if you were ever to, if you were ever to, if you were ever to kill a. Uh, sorry, I had to give a uh, little. Uh, give Clay a signal. Signal. Uh, my, this segment brought to you by my new Bud Light coming in. Uh, <laughs> I think if you were ever to kill a, uh, you know, an elk or a deer or anything like that, and you and you were going to process the meat yourself, the ground. I, I just had this conversation, and you weigh in, and you might have a different opinion, but I think we're on the same wavelength. I'll eat an elk steak. I'll eat a deer steak. I'll eat a whatever steak. A lot of people won't, though. Sure. And a lot of people have probably had it not cooked correctly, or they just have that misconception in their mind, you know, that this is venison, this is gamey, this is whatever. Ground meat, and I think especially for families with, like, kids, you could 100% cook your exact spaghetti recipe 
but with elk ground instead of, uh, you know, beef or deer, you know, any of that ground, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody to, to, to know the difference. So I guess where I'm going with that is a lot of people get that traditional butcher job, you know, mm-hmm. and you get the shoulder and you roast. get the steak and you mm-hmm. get the roast. And th- those things are all great for people that enjoy that. But for people that don't, the salami, the ground meat, you know, yeah. the the stuff like that, that stuff all gets eaten because it can be served to a kid or to a wife or somebody that has this, I don't eat venison, you know, mentality. But you get one of those meat grinders and you, you know, instead of doing a roast, a roast to me is a hard you people know, game, game animal, yeah. anim, you know, section of an animal to cook and serve to people that aren't into it. We, you know, but ground up, you could serve a, a, a venison burger to anyone or, like I said, spaghetti, tacos, you know, whatever with ground meat, everybody will eat it. So instead of wasting what you see is people, it's not wasting, but they just turn everything into jerky after a certain point, right? Like yep. you, you got so many steaks that you're going to eat, but your wife's not going to eat. Your kids aren't going to eat. Then you run out. We're you know you run out of your traditional good cuts. items. Yeah. Those meat grinders. I'm you know you turn anything you want into that ground meat. And like I said, tacos, burgers, stuffed shells, Sausage, all that whatever. stuff. And nobody would ever know if you have a picky eater or somebody that says they don't eat game. Ground per- meat's the way to go. Perfect example last night, which was yesterday. It was Clint's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, Clint. Happy birthday. Bro. How old birthday. are you, Clint? It's my birthday week. I, oh, got right. week. I go quarter now. I've moved it up to a birthday quarter. It should be. Yeah. Who said we get 364 shit days and then one birthday? Yeah. How old are you? We'll get back to the story. <laughs> 44? 45 Five. in one day. 45. He's getting up there. Look at that gray hair on the side of those mm-hmm. beards. That's officially over the hill, right? Well, I'm right at the <laughs> no, top of the when hill. When you get your AARP card, then you're... <laughs> but I mean, you're at the you're you're going on the downhill side of the mountain. You're still at the top of the mountain, but you're starting to go the other starting side. Starting to hit the other side. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. Yep. What's life expectancy in the world? 78? <laughs> it's gone up. It's about right. But I know about COVID. It's probably dropped back down to women, 35. Women are, 90, so you're more than halfway women home. Women are about 81. And men are 72. Some change, and men are just shy of 80, I think. So mm-hmm. I just basically call it 80. So, yeah. You're more than halfway there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I was saying, example last perfect night. example of last night at dinner, uh, my mom made a pasta sauce, but it was just going to uh, gonna be a marin, you know, regular Meatless. red sauce. No meat. Just regular red gravy. And uh, we got there, and... Chad's like, oh, I'll, I'll bring some meat to add into it. And we brought goose grind from that we ground up with <laughs> this year from or this last season's, you know, harvest, obviously. And um, cooked it perfect. She's chowing down on it. And Chad made the comment about, you know, God, this goose meat is good. And well, huh? he just he asked her. He asked her. You know, do you like it, the do you like the the gravy kind oh, yeah, of thing? You know, the sauce and stuff. So yeah, it's good. Oh, it's you really like that sausage? Yeah, good. Well, it's goose sausage. Ah. <laughs> and then, and then, anyway, so yeah, but perfect not, example. No, what you're it, saying? Yeah, not even that part of it. As far as you know, maybe tricking somebody or somebody who just you know because you're mixing it in with pork fat and it does it does change the flavor of it yeah. and the consistency and stuff. But just also, even if everybody likes the meat, how often do you eat steaks as a family? Yeah. Or even just a couple. I mean, you you don't eat a steak very often. So on one hand, that makes that deer last a lot longer. Mm-hmm. It can stay in your freezer a lot longer. But 
you will go through it a lot quicker because everybody's going to like it. But you can have it with literally, I mean, every, especially breakfast and dinner for the most part, any kind of meal that's going to, it's going to work into the recipe. So it's just going to get used a lot more frequently for both those reasons. Everybody I, likes it or some people are a little, you know, they're a little thrown off by the pure taste of a steak. Well, yeah. Works in both worlds. Yeah, I, I think oh. I was just kind of thinking, you know, like we obviously eat what we harvest and, and a lot of people do, but your novice hunters or, you know, a, a guy that might hunt and maybe his whole family doesn't or something like that. That I think that meat gets wasted. And, yeah. and, and I know it gets wasted. I talk to people all the time True. that, oh, I've had this deer in my freezer for, you know, three, four years. It, it just I couldn't eat it all, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I shot it. My wife won't eat it. My kids won't eat it. For that but, very reason. How often do you have a roast? How often do you have a steak? Yeah, if it's all that's true, it. that you and, and especially then often. you throw, hey, I'm going to cook these deer steaks, and then your wife and kids go, nah, you know. And, and here's another beautiful thing, too, with the waterfowl. You're never going to crack a tooth biting into a BB, you know, as far as when you grind it up. If anything, it's going to get kicked out in the grind, you know. Might, yeah. Might, so, yeah, that's another positive benefit to a lot of the waterfowl yeah. people out there is and then you know that's a hazard There's a lot of people, people don't know, over that a lot of people even if they hunt any type venison whatever it is or waterfowl especially waterfowl they don't everyone says goose tastes like crap and duck tastes like crap and they don't and even steak venison steak they don't know how to cook it yeah so if if there was a person who didn't hunt that came over and wanted to try to eat a steak a lot of people are going to mess that up and that's going to turn off that person to ever eating it again because it was cooked horrible and they think that's what everything tastes like. But yeah, if but we were to cook 100%, it... 100%. You get it. They would rather, you know, if you ground it into, like you're saying, add whatever flavoring you want, sweet Italian, hot Italian, chorizo, bacon, whatever it is, that person is going to be able to cook that and make it taste better than yeah, hard to mess up. Hard to mess that up. <laughs> so that's what we kind of were saying uh, while you were grabbing me that beer was uh, a lot of it is people don't cook it correctly mm-hmm. or people just have a misconception in their head right from day one, right? You, I don't like that. Yeah. Maybe never had it in their life, but people are that way with food. And, and I mean, right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, that's what, yeah. you know, I, I don't love all kinds of fish. And I probably not even tried them all, but I'll tell you, like, ah, I don't like that, you know. But I don't even know if I like it or not, but I don't like certain kinds of fish, you know. So I just, I'll just, I won't eat it because I don't like certain kinds of fish, you know. People get that misconception with anything, you know. Oh, I don't like, I don't like venison meat, you know. I had it once. And like you said, it was probably terribly overcooked and, you know, whatever. (laughs) But they'll have that forever. And it's a shame. But... You yeah, get I've some been, tools like this. That's what I was saying. I, I've been using their tools. It's what makes it nice is not only does it work correctly, but it's so easy. Like prior to having this stuff, we would always have the consumer brand. You know, you go to Walmart and you get the whatever. I don't even remember the names of them. Well, back you get in the that day. attachment on your stand yeah, you mixer. Get, the whatever socks. it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the KitchenAid, whatever yeah. you can afford, and it works. But yeah. there's. I mean, it would take two weeks to grind up an elk. Even with the higher-end consumer stuff, it just just doesn't work. And if you ever to were to, you know, obviously spend crack, spend a little bit more money, even though it's not expensive, but a little bit more money, and once you finally use it, you're going like, oh, my God, how did I ever 
<laughs> you know, process a game animal before. Well, they and, last, and it just they gives last you sat- forever. It gives you satisfaction, too, to do it yourself. You know what you're putting in your meat. You know what meat you're getting. Well, you can play with the recipes. You, you know, and you might get 70% of your animal back when you take it to a butcher. I think you're you shooting know? high at 70. Shooting high, you, you know you're not getting the, the salami know? and all that stuff. Yeah. It's not yours. So, you, just had a, you just had an antelope, a mule antelope uh, <laughs> elk. Yeah, salami stick. <laughs> so that's what I like about it, and and it makes it just so easy to to do anything. And they have everything. They got the scales. They got the grinders. They got the preserving with the you know sausage stuffers and whatever you want to do. They got it. So that's what. And I've been using the heck out of that dehydrator lately. Ten ten racks. You can put so much stuff in. There. Bring us the peaches. <laughs> the we will tell the peaches. world whether you did or did not. No pickles. I'm a, I'm. 20, I'll bring you some pickles. I, I like think I'm up to 27 too. gallons. Anyway. The reason we're talking about all this meat. <laughs> yeah, we kind of got off a little tangent there. We but did a little bit, but I like that. I like to uh, I like to really explore. That's why we do what we do, right? Right. If you can't sit here and ramble, then you can't do it. I'm looking at Clint. You can't see me because it's on the radio. You guys know it. He's got an elk tag. That's partially why we're talking about this meat is that it's getting it's it's creeping up on you. What'd you do this weekend? And we literally have well, Clay has, still has a little bit of elk left, but yeah, not much. Need to refill. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been uh, I've been. This was my this last week was my week of uh, I didn't do the pack. I've been doing the you know the hunting boots and getting my getting my feet and blisters and you know calluses and all that taken care of. One week carrying the pack, and then this week was more. Uh, regular running shoes and stuff so running up running uphill i mean running downhill stuff. you know flat stuff and, and hiking as fast as i can up the hill because i don't have a pack on and i've been lucky enough shoot for three hikes in a row it's actually been fairly it Smoke felt like a, you know yeah the most clear air you've ever breathed in your life compared to what you've had so it's amazing how you feel such a difference when you actually can breathe some oxygen so i've been able to push my cardio pretty good and i got a chance to go out and shoot finally we were talking on last episode gotten canceled twice in a row with the with poor visibility with the fires in the area and finally got out and shot quite a few rounds um our buddy jared woodard just got an awesome system i mean the amount of stuff that we set up (laughs) the process of going through that just to correlate to what we were just talking about with the meat product i mean it, it just simplifies it so much he's got it down to an art and a you know it's been a little while since i've done it i went up with him one time last year when clay was shooting and you know, it's he's just got to dial it in. We put out these steel targets from 300 every 100 yards out to 800 yards, and um, we had a little bit of a wind, but it ended up being right at our back, so it wasn't really ballistically something that messed us up too much. And it's, uh, that Benelli Lupo is a smooth shooting gun. Was it sure. 300 short or th- 300 wind mag? Um, shooting a terminal ascent 200 grain federal, federal ammunition in. Um, I shot two boxes, actually a little less than two boxes. Forty rounds. Yeah. Um, you know, some of it just to just you get out there to like the seven hundred, eight hundred, and you're just like, oh, it's kind of fun to see that, hear that kind of. Dong. It's not the, the you know, it's way out there kind of thing, but you hear it hit that sucker. You know, it's kind what's of, really cool. Kind of before fun, you, you know? go like on that point, it's really cool to either be in the vortex, you know, spot and scope, looking at. 800 yards see that vapor trail and it hits vapor trail and see the impact and then two or three seconds later because you can go yeah hit rapport 
then you hear the you know the gong yeah. out there. That, it's really cool. Yeah. How many would you say you hit at 800 yards? Uh, how many did you I, try? How many did you hit? I think I missed one time. Missed completely. Yeah, I think I shot. I probably shot five at 800. I think I shot five, maybe six, but I bet you I was four for five, probably kind of thing. That's 700. That, 700. I think I shot it just four times. Four for four. That's um, what gets. That's what gets me about the technology. It's free. You, you get the an awesome rifle like that Lupo. You get that awesome ammo, but then you, you top it with that Vortex. Literally, <laughs> it's amazing the technology because Jared, right? You you plug in all your information into the Kestrel, and it will tell you drop. You know and once you get all that information down, you dial that turret. It's like cheating. You, you literally, you dial the turret and you're there. It's, you might have to make maybe a quarter, you know, you're, oh, you're three inches high at 800. You might want to dial it down or whatever it is by one click, click. or something, MOA, one MOA or whatever it is. Um, we but like it. I said, Chase, sorry, my boy Chase jumped onto Jared's gun. It's a 6.5 Creedmoor. And, uh, he dropped down, has the vortex on it. He goes, Uncle Jared, can I shoot it? Yeah, sit down. What do you want to shoot at? 800, <laughs> of course, right? Chase said. He gets down, takes a second for him to find it, you know? Yeah. That that was harder for him to actually yeah. shoot, he, he to gets find down. it in the scope. <laughs> oh, okay, I see it. All right, make look down, make sure that level's good. <sighs> Dunk, twice in a row, hit 800. Mm-hmm. And he just lays down. Just The technology is awesome, which is... So can we talk about my son, Biden? Or are we just going to talk about your son? If you know the news of today. Yeah. You Did guys, you see? Unbelievable. Whoever's referencing the news, but yeah. God. Because of my son. He was there yeah. for a year. No, he met with Bo. those Gold Star brand new, should never be called Gold Star parents. And, and typical because of his dementia, he can, he can only go through the line when he's feeling sympathetic. He has to go through. My son was son, there for Bo, a year. And he was mm-hmm. a National Guard and he did this and he goes through that. And that's what all of them said. They basically had, he had nothing to say about their kids. He wanted to talk. Oh about yeah, I heard kids. him. I, I feel that's your basically pain. all he kind of like can talk about. It's his memory. His hey, memory lapses. No, no political. My heart rate's going up. I get. But yeah, uh, we had another <laughs> cool experience from the weekend. We had another buddy out. He came in from California. Jared, um, another Jared. Ellen we Berger. had the, we had the two Jareds. We had Jared California and Jared Nevada. Um, Jared Nevada's way cool. And he just didn't have a Nevada. level on his uh, <laughs> on his gun. You Jared know, California, uh, yeah, Jared. Jared California allowed guns. Ellenberger had a uh, three hundred Ultra Mag that he was wanting to sight in, and he did not have the bubble level on his gun. And of course, I had that on my gun, so I shot first and shot all the way out to eight hundred. And he was kind of you know getting everything ready. Um, and that's what to me, being newer to the real long, long range shooting, I always. I had a, I had a paradigm shift. I always thought you know 400 yards is a pretty long range shot, but that's 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 a layup with this new technology. Just a layup, but um, you know getting out there to the 800 yards and stuff. It, I'd say six, seven, and 800 yards. It's so important. It's more important to have your gun level. The and when I say level, you know the the rotation tilt, of your yeah. gun, right? The the tilt, if you will, clockwise, counterclockwise, than actually having the crosshairs on the gun. And so you go through that and you really, that's, you're paying, I, to me, I'm paying more attention to that than, than the crosshairs. The crosshairs mm-hmm. is, that's because you've been doing that your whole life. So mm-hmm. that bubble level is really, really important. So Jared doesn't have it on his gun and he's missing quite a bit. Some of it's that, you know, he's really, truly sighting that gun in. That Lupo was 99% already dialed in, you know. Um, 
but he's missing. He's missing high right and missing high right. And as a right-handed shooter, that's typically what you usually see. That's kind of the way that that's your natural way of pulling the trigger and the tilt. And he says, "Oh, I'm I'm paying attention to my crosshairs, you know." And Clay's like, "Nah, that's no. Nah, I don't think you you know getting." So he had him getting Jared's gun, Jared Nevada's gun, with the bubble level on it, and he said, "Close your eyes and." You I know, covered the bubble up. Yeah, covered said, the bubble up. Look and, in there know, and see yeah, what you think is okay, straight. Okay, level, looks at the bubble level, and he's off and missing right. All of his misses were to the right. Mm. And, it's, and it doesn't have to be much. When you're out at 800 mm. yards, just a little bit. And I would actually mess around with it, you know, in between shots. You know, get your crosshairs right on your target, and your bubble level's maybe a third off to the left. So you're tilted right. And don't don't change your barrel aim or anything like that. Your crosshairs and just rotate the gun back to that bubble level. You move probably twelve feet in real real space, like a third of at a bubble yeah. at eight hundred yeah. yards. You move like it's literally probably ten to twelve feet of real space. You're going to miss the animal big time. Your crosshairs are right in the middle. Yeah. But because of that turret and the way you know yeah. all, well, the, all, the, like, all your clicks and stuff, it's crazy how far you could be off with just a slight. I'm going to try to a third of a bubble. That's barely anything. So yeah, it's crazy. I'm going to try to for people out there that don't know what, kind of what we're talking about. You can your gun could be perfectly sighted in at 100 yards or 200 yards or 300 yards, whatever you sighted in at, and your scope is level to your action. That's how you mount, right you mount your scope right level to your action, level to your gun, and you can be sighted at 300 yards. And for people that don't know what we're talking about with this bubble level, you literally have a uh, a level on your scope around the 30 millimeter, 34, around the tube of your scope. And that is perfectly in line when you, when you sight in everything. It's your actions level, then your plate's level, right? Then your your scope is level to that, and that bubble is level to everything else. So everything is perfectly in, you know, in plum. sync, plumb, to everything. Okay. Now, if you have that set, at 100 yards when you shoot something, it doesn't basically matter if you're perfectly plumb off like Clint's saying into third, because it, it, it's kind of hard to explain without people seeing what I'm doing, but if you think of your crosshairs, if they're perfectly level like this, straight up and down, plumb, at 100 yards, you're going to hit right where you're aiming, if everything is true, right? At 200 yards, you're going to hit, you know, you dial up your turret to whatever it is, two MOAs, two clicks, right? It's going to move that, and you're going to be perfectly at 200 yards, and, and so forth all the way 800 yards, if everything is perfectly level, and you pay attention to that bubble level, right? It goes perfectly straight up mm-hmm. but you could have it perfectly sighted in and if you don't have that bubble level on and if you turn let's just say one degree at 100 yards it's not going to be off basically at 200 yards it's going up not straight up it's going up kind of to the left or to the right however you have it tilted so when you turn that turret to 200 yards it clicks up kind of up and to the left and then at 300 yards, it clicks up a little bit further to the up and left. 400 and 500 and in your sight picture, it looks normal. Sight picture looks normal here in right. the turret. It's going up, and you you can't tell. But really, when you are going up into the left, as you dial that turret up, it's going 
let's say you dialed up to 800 yards. Well, it's not truly at 800 yards because it's going up to the left. Let's say at one degree, it might only be at 780 and off to the left because it's not truly going straight up. It's, it's going off to the left. So it's not truly going up to where you, the turret's not going to that 800 mark. It's going to the left. Well, it is, you know, the way I, you know, I'm listening to you, if you're my professor, <laughs> you, the, the, the turret is the turret. Everything, everything is square and plumb to itself. So you've moved it up X amount of MOAs, whatever yeah. it is. That's, that doesn't change. That's the formula is meant to be a straight vertical line. So if you then operator error have the thing tilted off to the left or right slightly, mm-hmm. you, can, you, don't, you don't need to see it on a chalkboard right now. You can just envision a straight line going straight up in the air that's 10 inches long. Take that same 10-inch line and tilt it, start from, start from the same point at the bottom and draw that same line 10 inches and then draw a horizontal line back to your vertical line, it's going to be a not, it's not going to be as high. At 200 yeah. yards, it's barely off. Barely. Three, and it just at gets 800, more and yeah, more exponentially out there. And that's basically worse. what you're looking at. You're looking at, you're looking at what you brought your gun up to, to compensate for the drop of the bullet is going to be off at 800 yards. Like I said, 10, I mean, 12 inches. I mean it yeah. could be literally 10 or 12 feet of actual um, real distance left to right just because it was slightly And up tilted. and down. What's kind of crazy is that bows in their side, they all have levels on them, but levels are, a f- I'm not going to say they're fairly new to the to a, a rifle scope, but they're fairly new to the consumer end of a rifle scope. Vortex, you know, and, and they're some of the first scopes I've seen you know, that had levels on. I'm not saying that the military probably wasn't using them or, or maybe some really keen long range shooters, oh, but you'd, you'd your average to. hunting guy. Right. I've right. never, I've obviously I've hunted my, my, whole, my life. whole life. Never seen I one until two years ago. I've never seen one until three years ago when yeah. Jared brought it to my attention. He goes, I go, well, I've never long range hunted because, right. yeah, you know, like shoot said, 100 yards, 400, <laughs> yards, 400 yards, if, you, yeah. if you're off that one degree tilt one way or the other, you're, you you kind of miss a little bit. But if you miss, you're like, oh, you know, nervous or whatever. It, Pulled it. Yeah. You could have just been off by one degree and yeah. everything else was perfect, but you don't know that. So now knowing that even going back to shooting at two, 300 yards with that bubble, now you, you know if you have everything in line, then you did something if you missed. Right. But if everything is perfect, then you really can't miss if you are, <laughs> you know, everything's where it's supposed to be. So, yeah. I did, like I said, I'd never seen one until three years ago when Jared was like. But you always have it on your bow site. I mean. Uh, yeah, but I, I didn't even correlate yeah, it with a gun. I know. It's, me neither. It's crazy. You know, if I sat back and think about it, how I'm explaining it to everybody else out there. Yeah, I could think about it and go, yeah, that makes sense that it would be off if you tilt it off to the left. But it wasn't even in my picture because I never shot past 400 yards. So, I have anyway, a, but now I understand I have a level it in my brain. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Ellenberger thought he did too. And he, he his bubble was like. You know, Ellenberger's a little off of center anyway, <laughs> off of plum. <laughs> well, but he was so far off. It probably was even more off because it was touching the side of the. You know where it is in the in the unit itself. It was completely touching the left wall, so he it would probably even have gone further left if there was more room to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and so 
<laughs> when I uncovered it and looked at it, he goes, I'm ordering one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another important part of it on the same on the same uh, uh, aspect of missing is your trigger pull. So, mm-hmm. so now you've gone through kind of you've gone through all the checklist of everything you're doing, including your breathing. You know when you're wanting to squeeze the trigger, and then the last thing you've got the bubble perfect. You got your crosshairs perfect. You got your turret dialed in. You got your breathing perfect. Then the very last thing, if you have an inconsistent trigger pull and you're just squeezing, just slightly pulling to the right or just slightly pulling to the left, pushing it's going to gonna basically push into the left. It's basically going to create the same thing. You're that gun at just that millisecond before uh, you know the firing pin hits the, the gunpowder. You're going to tilt the gun just through your trigger, your mm-hmm. trigger pull. So and in your you know, 20, it really makes you really go through a. It's, it's, that's it's where like a lot a of mental twenty six. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When, and you see that a lot with pull. pistols. You know, they, when you go take a CCW class or whatever, if you stick your trigger finger in there too far or too less, you know, it's got to be right in the middle of that front mm-hmm. pad, pulling straight back. Too far in, you have a tendency to pull down into the right. Uh, and as a right-handed shooter and too little you push up into the left or yeah. straight or whatever and so. i guess that's part of it is you really you know you think i bet you the average guy you think you're on an, on a rifle on a long gun you're not thinking that's that much of an influence big time on a on a on a pistol, pistol. but that eh, shouldn't make that much of a difference on my trigger pull on a no. on a 200 yard shot on a deer Big yeah time. it was that, that's the last little bit of it you have to have that same trigger pull every time that's what i do i'll i'll, I'll completely I'd obviously be safe and unload my gun and pistol and I'll sit there at night and point at something on the wall and practice my trigger pull and see if that sight comes off of it you know and I'll move my finger are you watching full metal jacket what are you wearing I was going to say what are you wearing are you wearing, wearing? white shirt and whitey tighties <laughs> absolutely nothing what is your you, girlfriend you, you doing at this the, moment the neighbor <laughs> drive by and see Clayton's living room buck naked with his pistol all my out. curtains are, all my blinds are always closed no one can see in my house uh, I'm this always, is my rifle by, <laughs> many like it. by at night I mean all day I'm walking around in my house naked with a gun practicing trigger pulls kids think I'm crazy but anyway, no, it isn't. It, it's, it's, it's very important. important. You got to practice. I mean, you and just they have little tools for that, you know, too, that help you. Well, and I'd say the last board. part of this whole practice thing is I woke up, we went out on <laughs> Saturday. I woke up Sunday and I felt like I was in a combination of, for sure, a, a 10, 12 round boxing match. My <laughs> neck was so sore from good, shooting. Good, all sore, that. but just holding your head, you know, you're shooting yeah. prone the whole time. And just and the impact to the gun and holding still. But, it, you know, you realize um, you use your muscles in totally different ways. So that's a really big tip. Not only all the aspects of what we've just been talking about shooting-wise, but you get your body, your your feet, and your, your calluses built up. You get your lungs built up. You get your shoulders used to your pack. You better get those muscles that are, that are ready to be shooting because if you've got to stay in a prone position and wait for an animal to come out for a while, it's, I guess, kind of like equivalent to, like, when do I draw my bow back? You know, how long am I going to be able to hold before I got to release that string down kind of thing? But, um, you know, you're obviously not going to be shooting multiple times in the field kind of thing. But if you've got to lay there for a while and really steady your, steady your eye in the scope and stuff, you better think about having your neck muscles and your upper back muscles in shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you're not going to shoot like you did. You shot 40 times. You're yeah, and do I, that, I imagine some of that soreness is just, you know, that that's constant impact. That's a lot with a 300 wind shoulder. mag. 300 yeah. wind mag. And but that's the other part of it, too. That gun, I mean, for a 300 wind mag, it's, I mean, doesn't that technology, it's unreal. I wasn't, 
I mean, I could touch my collarbone right now. I mean, of course, you're going to be a little sore to the touch on the bony areas, but After I'm not sore shockers. from that standpoint. I mean, you would think that you'd be really sore from that impact, but I'm more just like that muscle sore in my backside. No, so their technology that, in that, that gun, gun is, is legit. It's insane. Yeah, it's more of just being in that position and not shooting for and shooting 40 times in that position. And but yeah, it was a good day. It was a fun day. We got kids had fun. They were plinking around. They were shooting pistols and shooting ARs and sighting in rifles. And anyway, I heard you were. Meanwhile, what were you starting to get some stuff together for? No, I was working. Yeah, you were working. I wasn't having any fun. I was setting up the rib cook off, towing trailers, (laughs) and I'm sore from. Loading ice cream into freezers and stuff. But no, it's cool. You guys that's keep talking training. about it. That's hey, nice joy. Like, speaking occasion. of ice cream, like I actually <laughs> had a homemade blackberry pie that Nicole made with mm. some of your ice cream. Mm. With the it went really well with the blueberry ice cream. Mm. Appreciate that. I, mean, that's yeah. really I was good. just going to say, you know, that's, you know, Rocky trained for his fights with <laughs> oh, Apollo yeah, Creed. Up the, beating up beating the beef. Up the beef. So, you know, you carry. Dun, 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 I haven't dun, shot dun, a carrying all those all those gallons of ice cream. I haven't shot a gun all summer. Well, we're going to have a chance to starting tomorrow, which is what is tomorrow? September first, opening day dove. Opening day dove season. I'm going to shoot a 28. A 28 gauge. Yep, 28 gauge vanilla. I'm going to shoot a 10 gauge. <laughs> Try and get all 10 of my dove Two in shot. one shot. That's what's <laughs> it's so funny you say that because Jim Ray, our buddy Jim Ray, he anyway he texts me. Uh, earlier today and goes, hey, you got any 20 gauge dove loads? And I'm like, I don't think so, bud. You know, I think, you know, uh, I'll go look for you. And he, so I said, I came back and said, no, Chad took the last couple boxes, California. He's going to hunt Rocky. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to shoot my 20. I got, or my 12. I got some for that, but Murphy can't shoot a 12 yet. He says still too big. He's going to shoot a 20 and I don't have any ammo for him. And I said, I, I got 28 that I'm going to shoot, but I don't have any 20. Sorry. And he goes, well, I guess I'll have to have him shoot my 12 if he wants to go. And I have a 16 with some, and I'm like, you're going to shoot a 16 at dove. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, no. Uh, he should have told him to fall off of his wallet and go buy some. No, <laughs> I, what I was going to say is his son Murphy is like six foot eight. Yeah. At 14 years old. How's he going to shoot a 12 gauge? Yeah, I know. Freaking 12 gauge. What do you think? Anyway. <laughs> Get him with funny, your nunchucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I guess we just talked ourselves into a little dove slash coyote hunt when we go. No, 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 no. Let's rephrase that. I'm sorry. A coyote, coyote slash dove. dove there you go. <laughs> when we go up to uh, northern Washoe in the next two dove, weeks here. Dove in the middle of the warm day on a water hole. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to need. Relax. Uh, we bring, we'll bring some uh, mojos. I'm going to need that break. I, I got a f- five days of scooping in the hot sun. Then I got two events the, right afterwards, and then we're out of here. I'm, I need those what three days What are the two events? Off. Just a restaurant, oh, private, okay. just private events. Great thing is, is we got a three day trip planned. That's I know. Gonna be, we we got to leave Thursday night. Can we leave well, Thursday three night? Three and a half I, day, whatever. Dang. One of those events is on Friday. Oh, but I'll be done early. I'll be done at like I'll be done early. Okay, Clint, you block off Friday afternoon. No, no, I. Uh, that, yeah, we should. We're be leaving there. Friday night, no we're, matter what. Yeah, I mean, we're good. even if we get there at nine o'clock at night, who cares? As soon as those tires well, maybe hit the we dirt can hit, road. Maybe, maybe we can hit some spots on the way up, though, is what I'm saying. Oh, we got plenty of time for that. Um, 
So yeah, dove hunting, coyote hunting, elk hunting. I uh, I can't wait for the weather to cool off. And I we've had a couple it, mornings it, lately. Start to I don't want to don't be a Debbie Downer, but life is lame right now. If you live in Reno, Nevada, <laughs> we have sucked down smoke for the last two months. So we got the bad. worst president in the history of the country. Just every day, it just sucks. And I know you get out there in the desert, and it'll all go away, and life will be good. Plus, you'll be hanging out with me. Well, yeah, we'll be yeah. We'll all be around each other. And just a, just a much, just a much better life sweetie. out there. Even though it is dangerously close to California, it's just a better, just better out there. I'm really but, looking but forward to it. But that part of California is awesome. Let's have a brief discussion. I won't <laughs> hold you to this. Okay. What are you making for dinner Saturday night when we're out there? What do you want me to make? I got, I can bring up elk. Well, that's what I'm. I mean, or do you want to? Why wouldn't we have some steaks or do you and some want to of do your some, famous uh, pickles? What do you want to do? Some Ranella coyote? No, no. no I think we bring. Some, I think we bring elk steaks for one night, and we bring AAB American almond beef burgers for another night. That's my call. Or we do. T- I like that's tacos out in the. Or tacos. Yeah, something beef tacos out yeah. in the bush. I could so, have. I could fine. have Heather. I could have Heather get a get a bunch of stuff. You know, all the taco fixings. Together, so, do you want me to? Bring the Traeger? No. A small, it's a small, like a tailgater. Oh, yeah. And cook, just plug into the back of my truck, wherever we land, we can cook cook that. And then... I forgot you got that whole battery system oh, yes. back there. You can do whatever. Do that. Uh, and then we'll have the AAB taco Burgers or tacos stuff, uh, pre-made, and we'll just have to heat it up and make, make it easy. Because that's what I'm saying. So do you want me to bring the tailgater and do yeah. it? Or do we let Sweetie... Let's go tailgater. Okay. You should, just bring tailgater. Him, you should just bring him a Traeger and leave it up there. Then we can <laughs> use it all year. Could do that. I could leave him one. The yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to be up there. What have yeah. we got? Two more weekends before we leave? Two so. more and then that's the third one? Yeah. yeah. This one coming no. up? No. Is this what, one coming this, up? This one coming up, and, and then, then we're gone. That's yeah. Another. Really? We got two more weeks. This whole week we're having the Next weekend. Week? One whole week, and then we're gone. Yeah, it's, we're gone on the third. Do you weekend. think we should get this coming weekend? Do you think we should get a, a one day warm up, get back in the mode around not around town, but you know, a day trip this weekend to just to kind of get home in. Off. Can't. Do you want? Do you want to be looking at a coyote through your scope for the first time? Yes. Two weeks from now or one week from now? Two weeks. So you want to, I, sa- I you want to save it. it all for that? You want to save it all for that that week? Sounds like I'm going to be Three on the camera anyway days. per your last conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I well, want you to be well, ice I cold. All, I got to oh, get when all I was saying you looking through your scope, I was talking to myself. Yeah. Oh, I was trying yeah. to talk myself well, up. Well, we could. That's what I was saying. On the way fri- up Friday night, we could hit. Uh, that rock? Yeah, that, that rock. Certain, that certainly rock famously yeah. shaped rock. Area. That rock area. That's what I thought you were kind of getting at as far as leaving. Because like, what yeah. are you going to do if you leave On the like way that? there or on yeah. the way back, it's, yeah. getting, it's getting hit. That's the traditional first stand of the kind of season for yeah. sure. So you can't mess up that tradition. I, uh, so I just got a 243 in. I got a new Vortex that just they just came out with. I'm not even sure of all the particulars on it yet. Are you going to try and have it all together? I'm going to try to have that mounted up. Uh, so that scope should be here by Friday, Monday, th- Tuesday, because Monday's a holiday. So 
I'll get it all mounted up next week, shoot it and get it sighted in. And then, uh, we'll use that shotgun. Cause we can't, I mean, the guns we have from the loop are a little too big. <laughs> 300s are a little tough. And 270. So but now they have out six, five, 243 and a 308. 30 out six is out too, isn't it? 30 out okay. 308 would be good. So would it six five? But but the 243, I think. So we're going to run obviously pistol grip Benelli mm-hmm. 12 gauge, the new 243 Benelli Lupo. Yep. And a Canon 22250. Got to go. You gotta go. A, a Canon uh, FS. 368. I don't know. I don't know the camera. <laughs> well, I mean, we definitely got to bring that 22250 and see how that all kind of works out. I mean, that's that's what 22250. That's a staple. The red, white, and blue dominator. Mm-hmm. Chase's gun, basically. You hit you hit it, you can rename it. Um Yeah. I think that's plan. I think uh, I'll bring I'll bring some I I I think uh We'll have one more. Uh, we'll have one more show before we go, and then we'll check back in with y'all when we get back. And uh, yeah. it'll either be a joyous occasion or. <laughs> well, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. What did we say? You said three seven and and I was. He said seven. I said eleven. So, and, and, and I you, said plus. And you went and you went above. So basically, seven eleven or plus. I'm, Clint's I, got from one to. No you, no no seven to eleven. He yeah. can't go under. Yeah. He has to go 7 to 10. Yeah, 7 to 10. I have to be right on, basically, and then you've got... 12 and above. 12 and above. Clay's planning on a pretty epic week, and I'm planning on a I have in my mind exactly where we're going every day. I I hope I'm wrong. My only fear is the smoke. And the heat. I don't care about the heat because I think they'll still react. We're going anyway. We've killed dogs in the smoke. I care about the heat because I don't want sweat running down my back. I, I, the only reason I obviously care about it, the only reason I don't care about it is because we'll be out hunting and yeah. we've already made the plan. It is what it is, but the smoke, we can't, I want to wear my new cowboy hat while I'm <laughs> arrowhead hunting. Ooh. Keep the sun oh, off man, my that's ears. That's another thing we got to do. We got dove hunting, coyote hunting, arrowhead hunting. We're just going to splurge for three days. It's just going to be a gluttonous event. I'm going to drink 46 <laughs> Bud Lights. We all might, might have to call in sick Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I, I can call in sick. I just did. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just called in sick. Anyway. All right, so that's all we got for you today. We're going to run one more show, and then we'll we'll give you an update on how we did. And uh, in the meanwhile, jump on the website, check out those meat products, see if a grinder's in your future, see if a new vacuum sealer's in your future, a vacuum water. chamber, a dehydrator. As Clay told you, dehydrators work for a ton of different stuff. Jerky, fruits, veggies. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a million different recipes and things you can work on when you have your own stuff at home. Satisfying. And the it's, cool thing about that before you move on is if you mess up, you throw it, you do it again, you know? Yeah. You try something and it, it don't taste good or you fail, learn from it and go back at it again. It's I like brewing it. beer. But it, <laughs> And and I think we touched on, but maybe not enough, is that it's the one sure way you know what you're eating is truly mm-hmm. what you're eating. Yep. And, I, and I think, sadly, that's across the board. It, unless you kill it yourself and butcher it, there's just right, wrong, or indifferent the way that food is preserved nowadays. 
You know, and, and oh, that, that uh, what they eat, the hormones that are in. I have literally every aspect of it. Sure, I've gotten. I mean, we're gonna go back into a little bit. I thought you were ending it, but I have. I am. I have prided myself not on learning the old techniques, as far as what you're talking about, like way, ways to preserve it. The technology is new, obviously today, but I've, you know. Italian grandmas have been preserving tomatoes and stuff sure. forever, you know, thousands of years. With salt. <laughs> Indians have been, yes, it's salt and, you know, just yeah. they've been doing it forever. And I've, I grow so much stuff. I hate to grow it and then see it go to waste. Right. So I, I've been trying all these different recipes and doing stuff and, and trying to teach myself how to do it properly. And I, I, um, anyway, I'm proud of myself for trying to go back and pat do yourself it. on the back. Yeah, I, I did. You gonna bring out a smorgasbord of fruits and vegetables for us for our hunting trip too? Oh, uh, at least. What do you mean no? We, oh, no, no, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. We actually sure. skipped over our my birthday meal the other night. We talked about the good, oh, God. Good we didn't skip over. Oh, you I made some gravy. I threw eggplant. Ooh. Eggplant from my garden. garden that was mm-hmm. the best eggplant you could ever have. I don't like eggplant. And I'm not saying. Oh, yes, you will. See, no, what did we just talk that. about? What did we just talk about with your. I've had it cooked by the most Italian Guinea, not this whatever one. in no, the world. No. I just, it's not my thing. You want, to, you want to hear what I did last night with my eggplant? What eggplant are we to, talking about? Eggplant. You cut it up in little pieces. You actually peel it. Take the purple stuff off, mm-hmm. right? You peel it. You, now you just have this white fruit. And it oxidizes real quick. It turns brown, actually, right. really damn quick. And you uh, microwave it for seven minutes, get it soft, put it in an emulsion blender, blend it all up, put in your spices, pat it like a burger. And it's not really a veggie burger, but you and you uh, make fritters like a potato patty, basically. Oh, oh, it's all I had. Three I had three of them last night for dinner. That's all I had. Manzana. Sounds oh, terrible. So no, no. burger. It is so so good. So I don't good. like eggplant. I'd rather. Well, have, I don't like tomatoes either. I'd rather it's have okay elk not venison. To like things. If I'm going to make a burger, I'm going to make elk venison. Just, which I'm in awe right which now. Which the night before, when Jared Ellenberger came burgers. in, what's next? Ellenberger came in and I cooked them all. Jared California, he probably wanted a veggie burger. They were, they were average elk steaks. Yeah. Have you uh, ever in your life had a fritter of any kind? Zero fritters. Okay. I made. Last night, eggplant fritters. The night before, I made squash fritters. Same thing. Squash, put it on an old, uh, uh, what do you know, the shredder, mm. grinder, or uh, like a Mandolin. cheese shredder, and shredded it up, put it in your fridge, fry it. Oh, well, I'm telling you, you got to change it up. Got to change it up. How how many times are you going to slice up and fry fry a piece of squash in some oil? Never. Never. Well, I do, but I it like it with cheese it and onions and mushrooms and stuff. Oh, we were talking about you, that. you grow this such a big garden. You got to explore all yeah. these different fruit or vegetable yeah. recipes. Seven people came over two nights, two nights ago, Sunday, Sunday night. Seven people came over to the house and got stuff from me from pickles to peppers to squat. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like a gross. I'm like the whole foods You're of the, the neighborhood. Black market whole foods. <laughs> Anyway, close this one up, Crosby. Well, I was closing it up, and then we started to go off another tangent. I'm excited about my garden. We're going to rename this show. Clay's Garden? No. (laughs) Instead of where the pavement ends, where the tangent ends. Clay Clay does get a little sparkle in his eye when he starts talking about his garden. I do. I love it. He said earlier, I told you, going back to when I said life sucks right now, 
Clay said he just wants to be in his garden or hunting and fishing. And I think that's a very relatable thing. And I don't want you to chime in. We're closing it up. <laughs> He's got I that do. sparkle in his Clay, eye again. Push the microphone if, away from If he face. had Lavore's 80, I'm, you're not allowed to answer right now. This, 10, is my, this is my diatribe monologue for Clay. If Clay had 80 acres at Lavore's place right by that water, not only it would be an insane, huge garden, but then you would kill giant deer over all that leftover, broke down stuff. And he, I think, I truly believe that your type of guy could live out there with no phone, no internet, no nothing. I said you're not allowed to answer. Don't take a deep breath right now. <laughs> uh, but the winter time after the hunting season's over, you would have to come back to town. No, no, no. I get a splurge on all the stuff I grew and preserved. Oh, so you just sit in your house and eat? For three months. <laughs> go in. Go in. <laughs> but hey, shitting we, like a goose. Right. We are six months into this shithole we call the Biden presidency. We're six months into it. Oh we got God. another maybe four months until we get into the Kamala presidency. <laughs> That's your prediction. But we on have four, tape. Then the zombie apocalypse. Four and months. Clay four will be more, the guy that grows food for everybody. Three and a half more years of it. I might be at Lavor's place in two months, bud. Don't, oh don't think about it. Don't challenge the zombie me. apocalypse. There, he's the guy that he, you know. Everybody will be coming after him, and he'll be dead because he just grew all the food for all the tough guys. That's right. That's what ends up happening. And we have all the gun and ammo and all the food. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm friends with you. God, I love you. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out, folks.